This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When we first met Jamaican Candy Rowe and her husband Marvin in 2016, they were a few years into their life living in rural Japan. In our initial interview on the Black Expat, they chronicled their experiences leaving their home country and moving across the world for a professional opportunity that Candy got. If you had a chance to read that story, you'll remember that this was a massive move for both of them, especially for Marvin, who had never flown on a plane before until he went to follow his wife. Now I check in with Candy to find out how much has changed since our last conversation. When we first spoke, they were a family of three. They are now a family of five who's found themselves even more settled in this place they've lived in for over a decade. Candy discusses how her family has built a life out in the sticks, as she calls it. She also shares the ways they've stayed anchored to their Jamaican identity and what her children have gained growing up in such a unique space. You can take the girl out of Jamaica, but you can't take the Jamaica out of the girl. Candy is as fun as she's always been as she shares what she's learned and more in this episode of The Global Chatter. Hey, Candy, how are you today? Hey, girl. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a while. (laughs) You know what? And we were just talking about that um, offline and the fact that you were like one of our early stories on the site. And I I believe Mm -hmm. it was before I moved to the Middle East. So y'all probably were like 2016. I remember because I was sitting at my dining table in my old house and and I didn't, I hadn't, I sold that house before I moved. So it's been like four years though. <laughs> right. Cause my daughter was like two, almost three or right. yeah, and she was an only child. Oh my God. Which we've had to get to in a minute. Cause I'm, I'm finding out <laughs> all the information has changed since we last talked to you. So what we have a lot of catching up to do <laughs> girl. Yo. So let's, let's break it down. Um, Tell people where you're from and where you grew up. Okay, so I'm from Jamaica. Big up, big up, big up, Jamaica. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm from the, uh, I'm from St. Thomas. And my husband, he's from Kingston. Yeah, mm. he's Kingstonian <laughs> city nice. people. So I grew up in the country. Um, I, my, I have, my family is very big, like, we are big. We talk about Grand Spence St. Thomas. Yeah, that's my whole family. <laughs> um, uh, growing up, from school, from birth until my university days, I was only in Jamaica. Mm. Um, but my, my family, they would travel, but not me. Mm. And uh, I think mainly because I was scared of airplanes. I, I still am. Mm-hmm. But also because I had a boyfriend, I didn't want to go anywhere and leave my <laughs> boyfriend at the time. So 
So I was always home, and then I first traveled to the Bahamas and then to Canada, but it was always short visits, mm-hmm. like a month, right? And then I couldn't find a job, so my my sensei from University of Technology, she was like, oh, you should try English in Japan. I'm like, what? Where is Japan? Right. <laughs> Especially from Jamaica. Then, right, like, in Japan? And she was like, yeah, I think you would do good. And no, Yoshiko Sensei, no, I'm not interested. But then after I left school and I couldn't find a job, I was um, selling um, life insurance mm-hmm. and for a year. And it was hard work. Like, I love selling. But it's yeah. hard work because you got to look cute yeah. and you got to wear all these high heels. And, you know, after a while, like your foot, they're going to pain you. Yeah. So you, I just got tired of it. And it was difficult too. life insurance is difficult to sell because people think, oh, you're telling them, oh, they're going to die soon. Right. So <laughs> after a year of that, um, we used to con- um, dial um, on, you know, remember Yahoo Messenger? Yep. We would talk on that. Girl, <laughs> that's the time. Hold on. You say Yahoo Messenger. Then people be like, what you talk about? Yahoo and yeah. a- AOL Instant Messenger. That's back to AOL, that's back. right. My space. Like she was Girl. she was really nice. And she she would she would keep saying that. And I said, Okay, I'm gonna try. And I I tried the JET program and I didn't get through the first year. My daddy was like, See, see, don't go anywhere. Just stay in Jamaica. Well, why you wanna go? all the way to China. And I'm like, daddy, it's Japan. But <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, no. Even now, he'll still call me and say, how is China? I don't know. I don't live there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, I applied to um, Interact. It's another program like the Japan Exchange Teachers Program. Mm-hmm. And I got through and I just um, went ahead with it. And my boyfriend at the time, well, my boy, my husband, but my boy, he was my boyfriend then. He was like, oh, okay, you just go do a year and then you come back, right? Like, Why don't we get married? I'm like, oh, no, I don't think so. But, well, let's get engaged. I'm like, mm, no. He was I'll trying to lock it down. I remember the two y'all always did this interview. He was trying, he was trying to lock it down because this girl's going because to Japan. Because we've, we've been dating forever. Mm. But I just, I was not, just not interested in getting married yet. Okay. And of course we we're in the church. So he's like, oh, we should just make it right. I got a nephew now and I want to show him things. Let me tell you, his nephew now is 20 years old. So... <laughs> <laughs> oh, at the, when he said that he was 20? No, 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 no. His nephew, ju- he was just born. And I'm telling gotcha. you now, this year, this month, he just, he's that 20 nephew turned 20. <laughs> <laughs> Look, this man, so I'm I, I came. He was just trying to get it. He was trying to get it straight. Because, I mean, right. let's think about it, though. You were in Jamaica. You you move to Japan or you on your way to Japan or you are in Japan. Right. <laughs> that's a far, that's a long way. That's a far way. Like, where the hell is that? Where right. in China is Japan? That's what we, we, we would joke. Where in China is Japan? <laughs> wow. <laughs> so so I came, he came a year later. Yeah. And we've been here ever since. Yeah. So, so let me jump in. Cause you said a lot of things that um, mm-hmm. I think really jump out. Number one, you know, you admitted, you said for you, you didn't really travel that much as a, as a younger person. Right. You did go to the Bahamas, which is a, mm-hmm. obviously a fellow Caribbean nation. And then uh, and mm-hmm. to Canada, I believe. Um, yes. But so 
What was the challenge for you? I mean, as a Jamaican woman who really, you know, we, we often interview people who have tra- who grew up traveling, but what was, mm-hmm. what was sort of challenging for you making this move? I mean, clear across the world. I mean, they're so far from each other, Japan. I think the first one, the first one is like job opportunities. Like you don't, there, there's nothing back home like to say, okay, you finished schooling. Um, um, what can I do? And I was, I, I had a, like, a lot of ideas. I'm going to become a bee farmer. I remember that. Like mm-hmm. I started searching out equipment, like how, how can I get this? How can I get that? And the prices were sky high. I said, okay, I can't mm-hmm. do the bee farming and I can't go into honey business. What I'm going to do? I started applying to, um, in downtown Kingston, you have like a lot of Chinese wholesale shops and stuff. Mm-hmm. I started applying to there, <laughs> started mm-hmm. applying there. And they were like, you have a university degree. What are you going to come down here and do? I'm like, but I need a job. And I started taking off my CXCs and uh, I just put my, my aunt's address uh, and still I, w- I, I couldn't get a job. I would call the radio station. They had like programs that mm-hmm. you could call in and ask for a job. I would call them and my, yeah. my church friends, they would hear me on the radio looking for a job, Candy from St. Thomas, and I have this and I have that. And then you just, I remember I called Miss Gluden, like everyone in Jamaica would know Miss Gluden. And I remember calling her program trying to find something. So it's really job opportunities. Hmm. There was just nothing there for young people. Gotcha. And and so, I I mean, that's that's pretty powerful, the fact that... You know, you had to change addresses and and maybe even take right, off the trying degree. Trying to find anything, right? And I, I, I mean, I don't think we often talk a lot about the fact that a lot of Black people move, and this is not just Black people, but a lot of people in general move because of financial and employment, right? Right. I mean, I think we we see a lot of conversation, especially from a Western narrative, where you know people just knew that they wanted to live abroad and they moved, but I think mm-hmm. in your case, you specifically were like, there was an opportunity in Japan. And so, right. so here's, here's the thing. So you've grown up on one island mm-hmm. <laughs> and then yes. you go to this other space. Now, right. tell people where you went, because I, I, I would imagine a lot of people are thinking you went to Tokyo, but that's not where you went. Well, the first the first year, well, when I got the job, um, I landed in Tokyo and the job was in like Yokohama. Yeah. And that's not too far from Tokyo. It's just on the KQ line, right? Mm-hmm. And then I got a school um, still in the Kanto area, but it's not exactly Tokyo. So to- going to Tokyo was just like one train. So it's not too far, but that was for a year. Mm-hmm. After that year, they didn't renew my contract. <laughs> so here I am, halfway across the world with no one, no one in my corner, and they didn't renew my contract. And guess what? The day they told, they told me this on a Friday. Mm. I left that, that office like in a day, like, what am I going to do? My husband was coming the next day. <laughs> so he was landing at Narita the Saturday. So wait, let's stop for a second. Wait, let's stop for a second. So you, for all intents and purposes, got let go (laughs) from your job. 
your they are firing was, me. Was was he at that time fiance, boyfriend, husband? Had no, no, got- he was no. Yeah, we had gotten married. Yeah. Okay. So by this time, so you were coming to Japan. You know, all excited. Oh, we've been apart for so long, and we can't wait to see each other. And that, and this is the news that I greet him with. And you ain't got no job. Okay. <laughs> And and, and and I want to. I think I remember this from the, our initial interview on the site. He had he first of all he had never flown that far. Had he flown before this? He has never been on an airplane. So that was his first trip on a plane <laughs> to come see he his wife. His first trip. And remember, live- I remember when he landed. Listen, when he landed, he was so excited. He said, "He said, Candy, did you know they have like TV on the airplane?" Oh no. <laughs> Come through, come through. You know what though? I've so I've been flying since I was young, but I, it, it is always a joy when people when you get on a good flight though. Like you get on a good flight, it's always a joy just the excitement people have. Listen, he was so excited, oh. and he was like, "They they even have a TV, right, boy." <laughs> Don't they know? And and you know what? When when was this? Because I'm thinking, had had we gotten to the TVs are in the back of the seats yet, or is this still the, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. The ones that they That's dropped. What he was saying. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. Yeah, on the back, right? So he was just so excited. And listen, everyone in Jamaica, they have their passports. So that that's not the problem. Traveling is yeah. the, is the problem because you know passport privilege yeah. when our friends can get up and go have breakfast in Italy and go have dinner in London. No, yeah. We can't do that. We have to first apply for a with visa. a bunch of papers, yeah. right? And you're probably going to get turned down because. Um, I should also tell you, I tried going to America like five times. <laughs> five times. <laughs> you know what? You look. Five times. That don't even surprise me. Down. Don't even surprise me. Because I, I, I think until you've been on the other side, folks right. don't understand. And, and it's hard, especially if you're American or you're Canadian or whatever. You don't realize you don't. that. Sometimes people have tried multiple times and that one time they get it is a big deal it's not like it's a big deal it's not like if i want to go to any like honestly most places i want to go to if i submit the the paperwork i'm going to get it and in other places for right i could show up and get the visa on arrival right on spot right right not no not for jamaicans (laughs) yeah my aunt got her u.s visa like three years ago let me tell you, I couldn't sleep. She couldn't sleep. We were just so excited. It's, like, wow. finally, you would think she had won the lottery, but, I'm telling you. Right. And this was like three years ago. Yeah. So that, that, that's how it is for us. But so he, I, you, I tried five times. <laughs> Girl, <laughs> ain't no shame in your game. You tried. <laughs> is there loss? They said no. But okay, so he shows up at the airport. He's excited. He's seen TV on the plane and you ain't got no job. So how does this go? Right. <laughs> Well, on the, well, because he was so new, like I had been here like a year. So the fact that uh, it was so new for him, like we were just all excited, you know, talking again. I could finally speak my patois and, you know, Mm. just all girly, girly, excited, excited. And then when we got on the train to go back home, um, I tried to tell him, (laughs) (laughs) but then he was like, Kenny, why are there so many doctors on the train? Like, what do you mean doctors? Like, 
they all have on their mask and stuff. I'm like, no, Man. this is The Japanese are ahead of their time, though. They were ahead of their time because it's 2020 and we had COVID here. And, and I'm in right, America. And this was pre-COVID. No, I'm in America. Like I said, they were well ahead of their time. They knew what was up. So I, I tried telling him on the train, but then it didn't work. But when we started walking um, from the train station to to my house, I, I started like telling him, but he was like very optimistic, like, oh, you, you find another one. Oh, we just go back home. I'm like, no, <laughs> I go back home. No, I want to try and live here. Like yeah. I, the opportunities are here. But in his mind, he was like, oh, I'm just going to come. And when she's finished, we just go back home and start our marriage in Jamaica. But that's not where I was. Yeah. I want to stay, you know, we're already here. Let's find a job here. So can I so, ask, what was your husband doing in Jamaica in terms of work before he came to Japan? Well, he was a bailiff, you know, like um, go around collecting on, uh, he worked for a big furniture company, Quartz. Okay. So he had his job and that was one of the reasons why he didn't want to leave. But mm. I was trying to show him like, can we build a family on your job and my job as the life insurance agent like I don't think so Mm. but he finally left it when he was gonna come but it took a lot of convincing and when he got here and he couldn't find a job in like the first month yeah like we started having problems because if you know Jamaican men they gotta stay working because they gotta pay bills they gotta take care of family yeah and he didn't like the fact I mean the first month right the first month he didn't like the fact that he wasn't working and I'm like I have I, I got this I'm just gonna try find another job after this one um ends just chill but I think month three came around mm-hmm. and um, he he was like, ah, I'm just going to go back home. But I, I had already found a job. Mm. It wasn't the best, but I mean, it was teaching, still teaching it. But I was teaching at like four, four high schools. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had moved away from to- the Tokyo area. So I had moved to the country. So this was all new beginning for us because it's the, our first time seeing snow. So we're experiencing a lot of things yeah. together as a as a couple. Yeah. But still, we were experiencing like a turmoil in the relationship because uh, because he wasn't working. But it was more on his hand because he was like, oh, I, I just want to find something to do. Anyway, yeah. finally, he found a job. And it was at this time we had the big um, earthquake. Yeah. With Fukushima. Yeah. Right. He found a job and things just changed suddenly. Like things became better. So um, let me let me ask you a follow up question, because that's that's something that I've been seeing in conversation and been having conversations with some black expat women where mm-hmm. often they are they are expats because of their job opportunity or career. And, mm-hmm. and, and and you brought up something pretty powerful. And, and I don't think it's just Jamaican men, but I definitely could see culturally um, mm-hmm. the challenge of, you know, for your partner, they've either just come or they don't have the same, they don't have the same opportunity, right? Like they just come, mm-hmm. so they don't have a right. job yet. So how do you think, obviously it, he eventually got a job, but how do you think just even thinking back in general, couples kind of work through that? You know, like, how do you work through 
especially being on the same mission when you're in this new country and you don't have your family support? Um, I really don't know how we made it out. <laughs> yeah, because, and that's fair. Um, yeah, because um, it was difficult. Like, we got to the point where we weren't even making love anymore. Mm. Like, he was that down. And I remember we would go to the supermarket and I would give him my purse. And he saw it as disrespectful Yeah, that, that he had to take money from my wallet to pay for stuff. Yeah. So I just had to follow his lead. So sometimes I would come home and I would just put money down on the fridge, on the top of the fridge, because we had like a really tiny fridge. I mean, we're yeah. just starting life. <laughs> yeah. So I would put it down uh, on top of the fridge next to the bread. And if he wants to buy something, he can just take the money up and go buy it. Or if he doesn't, it just stays there instead of me, like, handing it to him like I'm his mama. Yeah, <laughs> you know? no, so I had true. to just follow, follow, follow um, or look and learn, try to guess, uh, okay, don't do that. Don't hand him my wallet in the store because yeah. then I'll look like I'm, like, the boss or I'm, like... <laughs> his mom giving him candy money or something. Yeah, no, that's, that's pretty powerful. I mean, I, 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 and I've heard similar things too, where it's, I think especially when you come from cultures where a lot of times relationships are very defined in a specific way, especially between right. men and women. And, and I, and the reason I, when I made my earlier comment, I even want to say beyond Jamaican men, because, you know, mm-hmm. the same thing with other Caribbean men, it could be with other African men, it could be with black American men, depending on the culture mm-hmm. they grew up. Like, I think for men, identity so much from black expat men I've even talked to has come from work, right? And what right. you do with your hands. And so, when you initially right. can't find something, man, right? it could be stressful. Right. It's like, right. It, and it was, and you could see it was taking a toll, honey. And when he got that job, he got a little job teaching, um, like a, it was like a cram school. Yeah. And let me tell you, Amanda, when he would get paid, like <laughs> he would like go pay all the bills and it's a little bit of money. And I'm like, Hey Marvin, why don't you just save that? Cause it's a little bit of money. Right. He wanted to make sure that he was paying a bill. Yeah. Like, that's what he wanted. And I understand it. But culturally, I understand it because I'm from the same culture. That's how yeah. my father would do. That's how my brothers would do. Yeah. So I understood it. But I wanted him also to know, hey, you don't need to put up a face with me. You know, you have your money, you save it because you're going to need it because it's a little bit of money. <laughs> but <laughs> so- he wasn't having it. <laughs> So, so he, he eventually got a job and you, as you talked about, you've been in education. And so, um, talk a little bit about what you've, what you've been doing in education. And I I guess in the context to where you guys live now. So you are in, in what city in Japan? Okay. So we're in Northern Japan. Wait, um, when we moved from the Tokyo area, we moved to Niigata. Mm-hmm. When the um, the earthquake happened, we were about to leave Niigata to come where we are now in Aomori. So, okay. um, so we got that job. That job, they were looking for a couple, mm. right? So that's how we applied for it. Um, but I made a mistake. I applied as a single person. Mm. And when I got home that day, 
he applied as a couple. So they called us to find out, um, do, do you know each other? Because one couple, one person applied as this. And yeah. so we were like, oh, yeah, it's a mistake and blah, blah, blah. And they were like, oh, OK, we'll get back to you. I'm like, oh, I think we blew that one. And after the, the earthquake, they contacted us and said, OK, they wanted an interview with us. So we're like, mm. oh, OK, nice. And they interviewed us on a Thursday. I remember this so well. They interviewed us Thursday at 1230. OK. <laughs> and, we, and we both went to the library to do the interview and we got the job and we moved up at the end of March. So that's how we came to this um, it's even more countryside, it's more in the sticks. But let me tell you, we love it up here. We really do. And we're happy at the school that we are because we're now teaching at the same school. Mm-hmm. And how is it? How is it different? So a lot of people listening will not necessarily know Japan, right? They, if they think of Japan, number one, they're gonna think of Tokyo. Um, they may think right. of some of the other bigger cities, but like Nagano, but how do they think how how is Northern Japan and where you are different from the Japan that a lot of people see and think in the media? Um, first of all, um, when you hear about Japan, you think about, oh, cars of the future or things that that are like way beyond, right? Yeah. Here, you still see VHS. <laughs> Silly. Oh, no. wait, did you, did, did you say like VHS the tape? Girl. Wait, you're seriously? Still, you still you still send faxes because I, I should fax a letter this week, tomorrow <laughs> or Friday. So right. um, you see people walking, you see people riding their bicycles, you see girls doing their makeup while riding their bicycles. <laughs> I have I a mean, bicycle. <laughs> we call it Mama Chelly, and I have one kid on the back and one on the front. So that's mm. three of us on that bicycle. Like <laughs> you see a sea of bicycles everywhere you go. Um, you see old old women that are walking to their farms and they're like a hundred years old. And I'm not joking. I'm not joking. Oh they're like a hundred years old. So it's you see a lot of um kimonos, you know, like the traditional clothing. Yeah. Um, you see people that take a, a bath at the um, onsen a lot. Like they don't use the, the bath like at their, their houses. They walk to, and that's every day, whether it's a summer, winter, spring, it doesn't matter. They go take a hot bath, right? Wow. So it's very different from Tokyo, but it's different in a good way. Yeah. Um, nature all around, like... Um, the buses like one bus every hour. Oh no. <laughs> one one train every hour in Tokyo is like one every two minutes. Yeah. So it's 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 different but in a good way. And I like it. I'm not gonna lie. I enjoy it. I mean it sounds it's very traditional. I was gonna say it sounds very peaceful and in many ways you very you, you said you grew up in in more of the, the countryside, countryside of Jamaica, right? Right. So I could see maybe there's some similarities that are comfortable. Right. It's very comfortable. I'm not going to lie. And um, we love it. Like, oh. I, I don't miss Tokyo. The, the only thing I would miss back in Tokyo is the fact that you would see more foreigners. Here, hmm. there's my family and there's a Nigerian with his um, family. And Is that one family still there? Because we did that interview yeah, four yeah, years he, ago. Yes. <laughs> He's still, and you know what? 
Look. I went to see him uh, yesterday because we started farming. My family started doing farming, and we went to give him like some bell peppers and some chili peppers. And yeah. he came downstairs in a robe. My daughter <laughs> said to him, "Is that your pajamas?" <laughs> oh no! Oh, so so okay, because this is about to segue to something else I want to ask. So if y'all haven't read the interview, I wondered if we threw that in. Yes, we did. I, I remember I said I asked you this question about black folks and y'all said there's that one family he's nigerian and he got a japanese wife and i yes. believe the kids are were biracial so i remember right. that ain't no other he's families moved in since then or is it still just, no, no. just okay well y'all holding it down yeah i'm one. teaching his daughter now hey I'm teaching his daughter at high school now like oh, you know he's still here i yeah. just saw him yesterday <laughs> So I guess that's my, that's kind of my next question is, you know, y'all are obviously, there's your family, your husband is Jamaican, y'all black Jamaicans, and then there's him. Right. And even that, I mean, and there is, there's cultural differences, obviously him being Nigerian and, right. yes. and, and uh, he, he, and obviously he has a Japanese wife, but that being said, how do y'all, like for you, what does community look like? Because that question I think it's always oh. important, regardless of the black person, like what does community mm -hmm. look like, especially in your space where your community for the most part does not look like you and does not right. background. They don't speak like us because when we talk about community, you would think that um, the Nigerian guy is a part of our community. You could say he is, but we just don't see him. Like, yeah. um, so when you talk about community, it's the people around you, like my neighbor, my neighbor mm -hmm. right here next to me. Mm -hmm. Like if I if I don't understand something, I can ask her. And when I say if I don't understand, I mean like <laughs> what day is a garbage day? Yeah. <laughs> Stuff like that. Right. If if I need to go to the, the library and I will ask my neighbor um, what kind of books you're interested in or what kind of books can teach me about gardening or something like that. That's my community. My kids. My kid, my daughter's friends, parents, yeah. <laughs> they are also a part of my community. Like my community, they don't look like me. They don't speak like me. Their culture is different. And that's okay because we can learn something from them. And, and, and I hope they're learning from us too because they see how I discipline my kids and they will always ask me um, about discipline. Like mm. if I'm... When, if I'm talking to, like, if say I'm talking to a mom, one of the moms, and my daughter will say, mama, 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 blah, 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 and I'll stop. And Do you see me talking? Yes. Okay. They say excuse. And if you had an answer, then you keep, you wait. I'm talking. So they would, that, things like that would, would surprise them. And they would ask me about discipline, like, how do we do it at home? Mm -hmm. um, so that is basically my community, just people my my daughter's friends and my neighbors, right? My school teacher, my co-workers at, at school, like they are also a part of my community because when I get papers from the PTA and mm -hmm. I don't understand, like that's where I have to go to them to for them to explain what is this, what is that? You should do this, you should go here, you should call this person, right? So mm -hmm. that is basically my community. I I would love if my community looked like me, uh, have the same culture like me, so it would be easier, like rearing my kids. But it's not, and it's okay because I'm I'm happy. Are there are there a lot of foreigners in your area, or no? 
no, 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 no. There's not, no. I, I, I'm trying to think outside of the Nigerian world. Right. God bless this man. <laughs> One day I might need to interview him. Just, right. How long, how long has he, this aside now, how long has he been that you know that he's been in the area before you guys got there? How long has he been there? Um, I think he said he, it was like for five, seven years before we got here. And we've been here about seven or eight years. Oh no, we've been here 10 years now. Oh my goodness. So he's been there so, about 17, eight, because he, he, right. Right. Okay. So yeah, I mean, so I, before y'all got there, it was him. He was here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we don't even, I, we moved closer because girl, we had to move out of the one bedroom. So we moved, yeah. we actually moved into his community now so we can easily see, see him. him. Uh, right. But be, before we just um when we bump into each other that's when we would talk or he would ask me how is your master <laughs> oh god <laughs> oh I can, does he still have the nigerian accent because i can hear it yeah in my, yeah how he sounds like i always say marvin why does he always ask me that how is your master like you mean marvin oh he's good he's Girl, you don't know how much this is making me laugh. I'm sorry for y'all who are listening to this. There's so many things going through my head right now. We gonna find this man and get him on this podcast. Because I feel like he got some stories. So here's, okay, so obviously he's Nigerian. He speaks English. Do you yeah, yeah, yeah. speak Japanese? No, we don't. Um, so I you've been rocking and rolling that. without Japanese? <laughs> like we, let me tell you, you, I, you see, because Marvin and I are both Jamaicans, so it's so much easier to talk to each other in Patois. Right. Like you can express yourself so much better. So I think we just got lazy <laughs> to communicate with the kids. It's with, with, with Asia, because she's getting older now, like she can, her English has improved. I'm not going to say that. She, she, she's getting way good. So it's easy for us to communicate with her in English and to each other in Patois. So we just never learned the language. And that is so bad. That we <laughs> so, really need to learn. So you're, okay. So your, your daughter, because we talked about language initially. So what is her what would you say is her first language or the language she's most comfortable in? Definitely Japanese. And so is a two-year-old. Like, that's all. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I feel like the Jamaican in you is like, my, my child. My child's first language is Japanese. Deal with it. Like, I'm not joking. Like, um, even tonight, Marvin was reading something. And I'm like, ah, I don't know what he's saying. And he called her and she was explaining to him that a lady came and she said she's very sorry no she said she's very very sorry i'm like oh okay <laughs> <laughs> so so you got I, I think this is the thing that most more than anything else most amazed me about y'all i remember neither of y'all spoke japanese and then because yeah. of where you were there's even a japanese with the dialect right because you're not right. you're in the northern part so it's not even yes. just you know if you're from tokyo no, blah, 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 no. it's also they speak Tsugaru ben that's the name of the dialect and asia speaks it too but of course she would use it with 
like, oh my gosh, yesterday we were at the park and she was playing with her friends. And I'm trying to understand what is she saying to the little boy? And the guy I was with, like, he was saying, oh, my gosh, her Japanese is so natural. She's she's speaking to go to bed. And I said to him, is she talking about birthday? Because I heard something. And he said, yeah, she's telling him about something about her the her, her brother's birthday and her birthday and what is his birthday. I'm like, whoa, God is so good. <laughs> I don't understand anything. But she was just so natural with the, with the flow. And so is she in a... I feel like I know the answer to this, but is she in a Japanese-only speaking school? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, we're in the country. That's why. Right. There, That's why I said I figured international, I right? There's so nothing international here. So, so Japanese, you would say, is her is her mother tongue, <laughs> right? And you, if you hear my um, two-year-old, like you can, you will hear the Japanese too. Like, I mean, he's two, so he's not clear, like, right? He would say things, and I'm like, oh, is that what is my child saying? What is he saying? And then I'll call Asia, and Asia would say, oh, he's saying the moon. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's the word for moon. Yeah, 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 yeah. The oh, moon, my gosh. The moon. So, so <laughs> let, me, let me ask you this. So obviously the older child, so Asia's your oldest daughter who was, a, right. was born when we last talked, um, and she's comfortable in Japanese. How is she? How is she with her English and her patois? Well, her English is getting better. Um, we we re, I, especially I really try hard with it because I mean we don't have money for international schools and extra lessons and all that stuff. So yeah. I really put down, um, especially on Wednesday, like an, a night like tonight. Mm-hmm. would have been English lessons and we could go for like three hours when my husband is not here because on Wednesdays he does karate mm-hmm. and when I'm here you know like I'm boss like I'm yeah. in my teaching mama mode yeah. so I really stress it hard with her for her patwa patwa is really a spoken language so mm-hmm. she she she'll pick it up here and there so for it we don't teach it to her of course of course she will ask a question like why do you always say wagwan to everyone like wagwan wagwan and i have to like explain like wagwan is the same like you would say to everyone you see on the road konnichiwa konnichiwa right? mm. so i don't teach it to her but sometimes she will try to connect it with her language japanese mm. and i have to find a scenario like when do you use it? Like, how do you use it? Mm. Right. So it's, it's like that. And I'm fascinated by that because language so much connects us to our cultures. And, mm-hmm. and I think especially for kids who've grown, who grow up in a culture that's different, obviously from, from your own, from their parents um, yeah. or from their, their overall ethnic background. It, it is, mm-hmm. it is such a powerful tool. I think, especially when they when they visit the homeland or they visit relatives, right? Right. Because they can't. Yes. And I. So that's the question. I. My next question is: Have you guys, at least in the last time since we spoke, so we spoke officially uh, in 2016? Have you had a chance to go back to Japan, or has family visited? To Jamaica. Ha- yeah. Sorry, Jamaica. Sorry. Have you had a chance to go back to Jamaica, or has family visited you guys in Japan? And how does that work with now you have children, and how how do they see themselves? As, as Jamaicans, even though they're Jamaicans in Japan. Right, right. It's, 
is um, that's a great question because I should have said when she, I think it was before my second son was born. Um, I mean, the, the second child, we went to America, right? We went to America and Canada because I, I had a miscarriage mm. and I needed to just get away a little bit, right? Yeah. So we, we took a family trip, um, the three of us, and we went to the U.S. and we went to Canada and everywhere we visited, like I was seeing my brothers, my cousins, my university friends and my cousins and more cousins and mm-hmm. all their kids, they would say, why does she speak so funny? And they would laugh at her like she would laugh, too, but she would always say they always saying I speak funny mommy why and I'm like because you speak katakana English and katakana is uh, the the Japanese the Japanese way of speaking um, foreign words mm. so they have kanji hiragana and katakana three writing system right mm-hmm. and katakana is used for foreign words so instead of um, saying like hello they would say hello because that's how it's spelled in katakana, hello. So that's how she would speak. And I always say to her, Asia, you speak in like a Japanese person. You're speaking katakana English. And she didn't get it until she went to America and Canada. And she saw my cousins like, oh, you speak so funny. You speak so funny. Mm. When we came back, she got really interested in learning English now. <laughs> So okay. That was that was one way how she connected. Like she wanted, she also wants to show that she's Jamaican. So she wants to learn how to speak patwa. So mommy, when I go back, I can talk to my cousin in patwa. Like oh, okay, but you gotta listen because it's not something that you write down. You just gotta listen to Papa and I speaking. Mm-hmm. So sometimes she will interrupt our conversations um, to ask, um, did you just say blah, blah, blah? And we're like, yeah. Yeah, mm. I, I think you're learning too much now, so we can't secretly <laughs> talk or talk. <laughs> but that's, that she, she wants to learn more and more. She, right. It's, that's, so that's sort of, that's kind of cool, actually, that she naturally has that interest in wanting right. to learn because I, th- and, and it'll be interesting to see as she grows up and as, as your other children, right? Because sometimes mm-hmm. we may say, Oh, it's too hard or there's no one here, but there, there is something I think cool in the fact that you and your husband speak it to each other. So it's almost like y'all have a right. secret, like secret language and they want, right. in on, they want in on that secret language. On, right. <laughs> right. Then it's, it, it keeps them very much tethered like, to you. Very and, interested. Right? Yeah. That, so that's that's kind of that's kind of cool because she took a your it seems like your daughter took an experience that some children could have completely seen as negative but she right. took it the other no, no, no. we la- we yeah. laugh at each other like when yeah. we try to speak Japanese like to her teacher she laughs at her and that's good that's how I want her to look at things mm. like she will laugh at us when we try to say simple things in Japanese and we laugh at her when she tries to speak patwa and that's how we want it to be. Aw. Like, it's so, not bullying, but that's how we're going to clown you. Right. Well, I mean, I mean that's, black, that's black folks, right? They're going to clown right. you regardless. I mean, either it's going to hurt or you're going to be like, you know what? You're going to clown I'm gonna me. Learn. I'm, I'm going to clown you too. So 
we've obviously been talking about Asia predominantly as far as your children's concerned. So since we last spoke to you, you've had two more children, you've had two sons. And mm-hmm. one, one thing that really stuck out to me as well um, from talking to you is that obviously you told us your story, your husband came over, but you guys had all three of your children in Japan. Right here in the country. So yep. you so you had so you haven't you did not have your children in Jamaica. Your children were born in no. Japan. What do you yeah. think? And I know it may be a little bit difficult for you to say because you you haven't had a child in Jamaica. But what what do you right. think was been a little bit different having your children abroad? And just in terms of the experience in the hospital or the doctors or the care, um, what do you think is good? Mm. What do you think is bad? What do you think? What do you think is just different? Um, just by remembering what my friends would go through, like at the hospital, like I think here, the care, like I was telling one of my friends, like it doesn't matter if you had one kid or three kids or five kids, like you have to stay in the hospital for a week. Mm. It doesn't matter. When I had Asia, like it was fine. Like, okay, I'll stay here for a week. But after the second one and the third one, I'm like, really? I'm, I'm almost a professional. They're like, no, you have to stay here a week. <laughs> yeah, I was a professional. <laughs> the aftercare, the, 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 the aftercare was also like top notch. Like mm. they, 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 I think they go out of their way just to make sure you're comfortable. And it could be the fact that we are foreigners and we're here by ourselves, but mm-hmm. I was like, I, I was really impressed and I was comfortable and I was just so, I was scared of course, but they just kept like reassuring us, um, you, you guys are safe. And you know what's funny? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I sometimes teach um, adults yeah. And two of the students, they were doctors, and they came in the in operating theater, and they were like, Candy Sensei, do you remember me? And I'm right there on the, the table I'm trying to get the, <laughs> like, it was like the most uncomfortable, and they were just, like, so happy and, like, oh, it's so-and-so, and it's so-and-so, like, oh, thank you for coming. I mean- Sorry, I'm not dressed. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. I'm on the table with all my stuff out, but nice to see you. <laughs> so they really, like, they really try my school. Like, they will come and visit because they know it's only us. Like, yeah. it's only Marvin and I. Like, we have no no one else here. Yeah. So they, the care, it's really good. I my, my second son, he's named after the doctor, Dr. Kanji. Mm. Like, he delivered all my kids. So I named my son after him. So the the care is really good. Like, um, of course, because our bodies are bigger. So they are always like, oh, you should diet. You should diet. You should lose weight. You're (laughs) pregnant. You're supposed to be gaining weight. Stuff like that. (laughs) But other than that, no, um, it's good. It's good. I I mean, that's a pretty valid. That's a pretty interesting valid point you've brought up in the sense that you know, bodies are different. And so the types of bodies that you, just because of what's available ethnically, right? Bodies just look very different depending on where they're coming from. The first thing, when they see you, the first thing, especially Dr. Kanji, I walk into the office, oh, Kendi-san, Kendi-san, dieto, dieto. (laughs) (laughs) So the moment I go in the office now, I'll say the same thing. Oh, dieto, dieto, dieto. I know, I know, I know. 
but it, 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 it's good. I just don't let them stress me. <laughs> right. I'm pregnant. Come on. I mean, <laughs> man, <laughs> if you had to deal with some American bodies, boy. <laughs> I don't think they would understand. Oh, and also for the birth of the third one, um, they were saying, oh, okay, you can stay awake for the surgery because they're all C-section. And they're like, okay, I think you can stay away. We will just um, try to give you more than the normal Japanese person, right? Because your body is bigger. Like, okay, yeah, thank you. <laughs> so I'm aware. Try, <laughs> right. So they tried, but um, I, 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 could, I still had feelings. So they had to eventually put me to sleep. That was yeah. pretty scary. Yeah. <laughs> but um, they, were, they, 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 they just really tried to go above and beyond. Mm. They really try. Maybe it could be because we're foreigners. I don't know. Or they could, could just, just be the normal, normal, nice. People. What they normally do. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure. Like they would help my husband, the the head nurse. She said, "So your husband are taking care of the two kids at home by himself? Who is gonna cook for him? Like they want to know stuff like that." I'm like, "My husband cook. I don't cook. He's fine. He's okay. Like they are really." Maybe they're just fascinated. They might be. Know. They're like, wait a minute. Husband's cooking. I'm Amanda not... cooks, right. <laughs> I, they're like, I don't, I'm not cooking even if I wasn't pregnant. This is not, this is not me. Like, that's how they were just so concerned. And they were also saying, um, remember, you're, you're a woman. With my first child, you're a woman now, so our bodies will know when to wake up when the baby cries. Your husband's body didn't go through this, so let him sleep. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait! I didn't make this baby by myself. Exactly. In fact, he should. His body. You're right. His body didn't go through it. Therefore, he should be awake. He can he, get up and he get can... a baby. And I, you know, I I laugh because Marvin. Um, when we talked about the birth of your first child last time, he remember being concerned about the C-section because y'all oh, are yeah. island folks. And so, you know, you wear swimsuits <laughs> and you right. want to make sure how it's going to be cut. Is that still, was that still a concern with baby two and baby three that came very closely after very, baby two? Very close. I think with baby three, we were more concerned that um, it was so soon after baby yeah. two. Yeah. So that's where that, that's where, where our focus was, <laughs> right? Because right. it was too close. <laughs> what's the what's the uh, how how many months after you had the first uh, the, the second child did you have the or get pregnant? Well, with it's, well, if my math is correct, I think we got pregnant in December, and the boy's birthday would have been the January. Gotcha. So, Gotcha. I know his his pullout game was so not strong. <laughs> no, like, no. Come on. <laughs> but but I you mean, know what? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's because it was Chris oh you, you did ask about um family members coming to visit. So his yeah. dad was here. His dad was here and and um his nephew and remember before we were in a tiny one bedroom, right? Yeah. So that's what. Oh no. So his dad, his nephew, Asia, me, and Marvin. So that's six people in a one bedroom. Wow. But let me tell you, it was so nice every night talking. And that was also a part of why Asia was really interested in learning Patwa too. Mm. We just sitting down talking, reminiscing about, you know, gotcha. right. And she got that. So his dad was here and his dad left. Um, his dad and his nephew, they were here for three months. 
And oh, wow. Three no, you hold on. Stop. One bedroom. Stop. Stop. Back up. <laughs> you said they came to visit. And I said, yeah. I, when you said three, I thought, okay, they're far away, probably in Jamaica or somewhere west, probably three weeks. Ma'am, no. I, did not, I did not expect three <laughs> three months. Listen, that, 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 that airplane is expensive. Like, I know it's right. expensive. You know how much it co- right. So they spent a quarter. It. They spent a quarter of the year in your one bedroom. <laughs> Let me put it that way. One bedroom apartment. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and we all slept on the floor and the kids on the bed. And sometimes I would go on the bed and Man. it was it was a nice three months. I'm not going to lie. But of course, you can't do anything, do anything. Right. So when when they left, girl, that December, we were just. Mm, mm, you know, mm. and I'm going to say this, I'm laughing because I'm a September baby. And I say this to people all the time. You can tell, right? Those of us that are you September, October, November babies basically are Christmas, <laughs> New Year's, and Valentine's yeah. Day conceptions. <laughs> so I, Listen, when you said your, ba- your son's birthday so was, happy. you said your son's birthday was three days after mine, like that child's a December, yeah, <laughs> December you conception. know what we were doing. <laughs> Like they Bam. were here for three months. And wow. Let me tell you. That's oh, and we time. also moved, we moved into this house because now we're renting a house. Okay. Because we were like, oh, we're making money. Let's get out of this one bedroom. We've stayed enough. So Good we got a car. We upgraded. We got Go a car. You upgraded your life in Japan. <laughs> we got I... another bicycle. Hey, look, I might come and visit. Y'all playing. I'm a... You should. <laughs> I really and then sh- we said, you know what? We're going to rent a bigger house. So we we, we rented a bigger house because we really <sighs> saved. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. We saved. So we how, save a lot. How many, how many bedrooms is this house now? This one is a three-bedroom. And you know, we oh, are nice. so happy. We just go in here and there. The and kids got space. Girl. They got you, space. Joking. Like, I will show up when this COVID is done. <laughs> You know I'm in America, so, so they got us. They got us on lockdown here on a little lockdown. bit in America. But like, whenever we are free, yeah, and Japan is still closed too, it's still closed. I think. Yeah, but y'all, I, y'all ain't nowhere near a mess. What we dealing with? We on a whole nother level of level. Just, just by population, we're somewhat. It's so right. much. But oh my goodness! So y'all got a y'all are renting a house now. You got you got a car. Right. Yeah, we got a car. We got bicycles. We got, we got bicycles now. I might be there in the spring. Now. I have no. two bicycles. I might so be there in the spring. You can, you can borrow one. Yeah. <laughs> like we really upgrade. Like we before we only had one bicycle. Yeah. So I would ride with with Asia and Marvin would walk, and then um, a guy gave us another one. So we both balling now in our you bicycles. Finally, we got pretty kids old on the- bicycles. These pretty old, right? Yeah. But now we were like, okay, we let, let's let's buy a car. So we bought a car and then we rented this bigger space and we're living large. <laughs> so so let me so let me ask you this. Are you I mean, I guess if you think about your life, it looks it looks a lot different than if you'd stayed in Jamaica, right? Yeah. Um back home, yeah, I think um it would have been very different. Especially if Marvin and I um, like were living our marriage back home, it would have been difficult hmm. finding a job and living a lifestyle that um, providing for your kids how you want to provide for them. Like it would have been very different. Yeah, 
and not only in a bad way, not, not, not necessarily in a bad way, but yeah, it would have been very different here. You have more opportunities. Like now my daughter, she, she takes violin lessons. She takes piano lessons. She's snowboarding. She's skiing. She's oh, doing on. swimming. Come on, black little girl. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's magic. what I'm saying. Like when I see her snowboarding, I'm like, oh, <laughs> first of all, you're from Jamaica. Really? But second of all, she's snowboarding. <laughs> right. I'm through she's little black girl. Like I always like Marvin and I, and that's the good thing about like having a partner from your culture. Yeah. Like we always talk about that. Like, did you even imagine this? Like, I mean, we're sitting down in right around the heater and she's out in the snow. Like, (laughs) would you even imagine this? So the opportunities are like a lot here. Oh, and she also takes um, Chinese classes because we went to China for a month. She came back and she wanted to learn it. And I started her out on YouTube. So I said, okay, if she's still with it after a month or so, we'll go find a tutor. And she was. So we we got her a tutor. Like, wow. Okay. So the opportunities are here. Can I say, I just love the fact, too, that y'all named her Asia. (laughs) That's Marvin. That was all. I didn't even want a girl. I didn't even want a girl. (laughs) I love the fact that you named her Asia and your little girl is speaking fluent Japanese, learning Chinese, trying to get that English on lock, get the fatwa, and is snowboarding. And play the violin. I love like, the fact like, that she's I, I didn't even dream this would be possible. Like, please. Y'all. But let me tell you. It's amazing. I'm not going to lie. I'm so excited about their future. Not only Asians, but I mean, like, my three brown babies. I'm so excited about mm. their future. Like, what is their future book going to be like? People are not going to be able to tell them silly stuff. Yeah. Like. They're gonna, you know, they're 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 gonna be smart kids. Yeah. Like. Oh man, no, that's yeah. pretty badass. I'm excited about there. Yeah, I'm really excited. What do about. you? What would you say? You know, I started off and maybe early on thinking about the fact that you are Jamaican and and you guys are basically making it right in a country mm-hmm. where it's completely different from where mm-hmm. you grew up. What would you say, just like looking back, are the things that folks really need to consider when they're they're leaving home for the first time, as both of you did, and are living somewhere so different? Um, the first thing that comes to mind is learn your culture. Um, when I came here, like I was so shocked that people actually know stuff about Jamaica that I didn't know or I didn't care to know, like they would ask me something maybe say about coffee, like I mean, coffee to drink. And I would be like, uh, Blue Mountain Coffee. Yeah, it's from Blue Mountain. And they would start talking and I wouldn't know what they're talking about because that is not something that I was interested in as a Jamaican, right? But they, mm-hmm. being outside of the country and being so interested in it, like, it makes me wanted to like learn more about my own culture. <laughs> it sounds bad, but it's so true. And the other thing would be, don't take everything that you read because you hear so much stuff about this particular country. And then you come here with those like preconceived ideas, like, Oh, they do this, they do that. Um, come here and experience it. 
like don't just get it from a book because mm-hmm. I've been here like 12 years and there's some stuff that I still don't even know and I'm amazed like wow they do this here and I've been here this long and I didn't know that like don't come thinking um I, I know this I, I, I read it and it must be true no <laughs> don't yeah. do that yeah. If you're going to come here with your partner, make sure you guys are on the same page for what you want. I can't mm. stress that enough. Wow. They're on the same page. It makes it different. Like I would say to Marvin, like, come on, we're on the same team. So we have to make sure we do this. And he would always correct me and say, no, 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 we are the team. We're not on the same team. We are the team. So mm. if you do something, I'm, I need to know that you are thinking for me, if I'm not there. And if I'm doing something, I'm going to think of you the same way. So mm-hmm. make sure you're on the same page with each other. That is so important. And that makes it easier. Uh, when I talk to my friends that are married to a local, mm-hmm. that's the problem that they always have. Mm. Like um, the differences in culture, like when you do something, why do you do it this way? It's not supposed to be done this way. I I know it should be done this way. And then mm-hmm. that small thing just develop into something bigger. Mm-hmm. And it could be something as simple as how you do the laundry. It could yeah. be something as simple as that. Right? Wow. So make sure that um, you guys are on the same page. Because Japan is nice. Like I enjoy it. Now my, my husband didn't want to come. And now he's the reason we're, we're not leaving. Not that I want to, but... Yeah. He's always the one like, oh, I think I could stay here more. I think I could stay longer. I don't think we're going to leave now. So <laughs> we are enjoying it. And he was the one who didn't want to come. Do you see yourselves um, staying in Japan for for as long as you have already? Or at least, because you guys at this point have been there about 13 years. Do you still see right. yourself staying there for a good long while or do you see yourself going somewhere else going somewhere else no uh i don't see that i think oh and the fact that also my job i'm now permanent at my job um so i'm not worried about oh are they going to renew my contract this year or what so the fact that that is not on my head like I'm more comfortable now where we're we're thinking about oh maybe we should just start looking into like buying a house mm-hmm. that that's where we are thinking now so I don't think we're going to leave here anytime soon and my kids this is this is home for them this is yard for them like when when my husband and I talk about yard we always talk about yard and we talk about home and yeah. for us Japan is home and Jamaica is the yard. But for my kids, this is yard. <laughs> so I don't think we're going to leave anytime soon to go back to our yard. We're just going to stay at our kids' yard <laughs> where they're comfortable, if you, if you get what I mean. Yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. I mean, and, and I, like I, what I love about y- all of y'all is that you just, man, you got a story that's just different. And some other expat stories and and the yeah. fact and how you ended up where you are but it it's worked out <laughs> and it's worked right. out and it's, and it's cool to see how it's worked out and i know it hasn't been 
perfect the whole time. I know there's been struggle, obviously. No. We've talked about struggle, but it is, it's pretty cool to see it play out because, like I said, most people don't find themselves in rural northern Japan and a place where no. they don't speak the language and they don't speak the dialect and, the are, dialect. and are like the only ones who kind of look like them. But y'all, right. y'all making it work. You're making it work. Yeah, we have to. And, and, and let me tell you, we are enjoying it. What, you remember in the color purple when she saw that other girl and she was running to her? Like, when we see another brown person, right. that's how I feel. I mean, I think that's, <laughs> that's, 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 that's the general sentiment, though. If you somewhere where there are no brown people, you see one, you're like, look, I, you know what? I was in... <laughs> This is a bad example because there are a ton of brown people, but I was in Argentina in the north at the falls. And there were all these tourists, nobody else was black, but I was crossing this walkway and there was this family of brown people. And when we looked at each other and smiled, I didn't even know if they spoke English, okay? I don't even know where they, they weren't necessarily American or whatever, but the way we reason. And granted, really, yeah. You would think we knew each other for oh a long time. It was insane. I was so excited. I said, you know what, to myself, them people probably don't even speak English, but you know what, it's okay. We we understood. It was this, I remember. We are right. Right, we understood. We are like, yeah, we here. We here. <laughs> we here, and I see you, and that's it sometimes. Like, we just don't stop, like, at a, a nod. No. no. We go over, we say hello. Listen, I saw I saw a brown man and I saw him with two um, little kids and you could tell they're half Japanese and half whatever he is. Right. So I said, hi, how are you? And my husband said, hey, Wagwan. And <laughs> he said, where are you from? And we said, Jamaica. And he said, oh, I'm from Fiji. And I had a Fiji friend, a Fijian friend. And I said, oh, Bula, Bula. And he was just so happy that I said his name. Like, and I was so happy, too, because I, that's the only thing that I knew. Right. I'm just, I, man, when you see brown and black people from places, you're just like, hey. And he said, and he, you know. He was just so excited to see it. And we were just so excited to see him and his and his two little kids. Like, we didn't care what brown you are. And my favorite part, the people who walk by and think y'all really do know each other because they're like, I oh, don't. I'm like, I just met them. But clearly, <laughs> clearly, I don't even know what country they from, but clearly. They're from, <laughs> like we have a connection and I hear people talk about, oh, I'm from New York. We just don't, we don't just call to strangers. I'm like, oh, when you're in a foreign country, yeah, I don't do. care where you are. I'll well, you, give you a hug too because right. I need that hug. <laughs> and, when, and you know what? That's that's true because when you, even if you're from a city like New York where maybe people don't do that, and they do, but they do do it down here in the South where I'm at. If you go to a different country, especially if, like in my case, I've been traveling around. I didn't know, I didn't speak Spanish or Portuguese. I just didn't see anybody in the places I was going a certain place that look like me, where you see someone who does mm-hmm. look like you, you don't care where they from, you how they so excited. You, you don't care that back home maybe people don't even do that. You just excited. You, right. You are just so excited to see someone. And especially when you have kids, Amanda. Yeah. Like your kids want that connection too. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, I forgot there's a Trini girl here. 
school. I could, how could I forget Miss Trini? There's a Trini girl here too. So I always take my daughter around her. And when we see each other, we would hug. And my daughter would always, why do you always hug Miss Maria? I say, because I love her. Because <laughs> she, she Trini. <laughs> and she looked like me. <laughs> Don't matter if she's darker like, or lighter. She looked like right. me. Right. And I always want her to be around us to see how how yeah. we act with each other because with the Japanese they, right. they their personal space is like very yes. right so I want her to see how we talk how we touch when we talk like nice. we touch um, each other's hair like we hug or we talk we clap we hit when we are excited we jump like I want her to see that to know We're that that is expressive. normal to her right yeah. that's very expressive <laughs> Mm. Girl, that's such so a good things point. like that are important to me. Yeah. So b- before we we close out, I want to do something with you that I've been doing with everyone, uh, which mm-hmm. I call basically the lightning round. And it's just I ask you three questions and you just give mm-hmm. me the responses that come off the top of your head. <laughs> Okay, oh, Lord. And this is what everybody says. Oh, God. I'm like, no, this is not supposed to be stressful. (laughs) Everything else you said could have been seen as stressful. This should just be normal as normal can be. So, all right. First question. First question. So, of course, you're in Japan. Um, Mm -hmm. What's your favorite Japanese dish? Oh, Lord. Well, I like, um, <laughs> if I say sushi, that's going to sound so Japanese. Okay, I like udon. And udon is like the noodle thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, I like udon. I mean, why, did, why didn't you want to claim the sushi? Because sushi is just so Japanese-y. Like, <laughs> but everyone... <laughs> But you're in Japan. Okay, I like I I really like sushi. And my daughter wanted sushi today and my husband was like, No, I cook, so you better eat what I cook. But <laughs> sushi, I really like I really love sushi. Yeah. And and I mean the cheap sushi because you can go get sushi for like a dollar, one hundred yen sushi, and it's so good. Wait a minute. So yeah, I like sushi. I'm, I mean sushi mentioned your husband cook. What is your husband cooking in the kitchen? Is he cooking Jamaican food? Oh no, today he cooked cabbage because I planted cabbage and he went and he got it. So he, he got cooked carm. If you if you know anything about Jamaican food, it's carmel dumpling and cabbage mixed with salt fish. Everybody nice. in Jamaica know that food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was, and now you got me on a whole different a whole different train, right? So are y'all able to make? Because now, now I'm just hungry. Are y'all able to make like jerk chicken and oxtail and all that given where you are? Or do you oh, have- do you? Of course. I'm, like, I'm just going to say. Do you have- okay. I'm just asking. Right now, I'm looking at jerk sauce. It, well, let's be truthful. Like, it's jerk, jerk sauce that he bought. Like, he didn't make it. <laughs> but <laughs> okay. we have jerk sauce. When his father came, like his father came with one suitcase of seasoning. My husband loves Come through. to cook. And I love to eat. So, girl, he's always cooking. And today he cooked cornmeal dumpling and um, the, the cabbage mixed with salt fish. Yesterday he cooked stewed chicken and rice. Wow. Yeah, he, he, yeah we have seasoning. Like, seasoning, yeah. He got it. Because I, I always tell people the, what, when they're going abroad and they ask me, you know, what should I think about? I said, this goes sound crazy, but it's the truth. Take your seasonings. 
because until you you know where to find them in your new place, if you can, that's the one part that's going to keep you really connected to home, especially that you want to have your seasonings that you can cook with. So right. seasoning yeah. is just as, as important as like my my hair products. Like my yes. hair products are for me. His seasoning, they're for him. Yeah. Yeah. No, my sister when I was in the Middle East, no joke. One suitcase would literally was just seasoning. <laughs> yeah, just seasoning only. Yeah, that's yes. what his father came with. Seasoning only. And I we still it. got a lot. We still have curry. Like we still have our Indian curry from back home. Oh, you ready? Like, oh, yeah. Look. Yeah. I'm, 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 trying to, I'm trying to get this Jamaican Jap- Japanese fusion food dish. I, I need to come see y'all. All right. Second of all, um, thinking about this. So we, we actually were talking about that. I was going to say, what's your, what's your husband's favorite thing to cook while Jamaican, um, Jamaican thing to cook though, while y'all living in Japan? I think it would be porridge because um, when you are poor in Jamaica, like porridge is something that your parents can easily put together, like cornmeal porridge, especially not like oatmeal or anything like that. Cornmeal porridge, like that was poor people's food. And I think that's what he loves to cook because at 10 o'clock at night, I'll say, ooh, I feel for some porridge. And he'll get up and cook porridge. I would never do that. I would never get up and cook 10 o'clock at night and especially porridge. So he, I think he loves doing porridge with um, coconut milk in it. Mm-hmm. So that smell just brings you right back to your childhood days. And when his father was here, that's what his dad would get up and cook in the mornings. And you would see my husband as a big grown man <laughs> sitting down eating porridge from his dad. So that was just so cute too. <laughs> So I think he loves cooking porridge, yeah. All right, last question. This one might be a little bit of a challenge. So if we take Japan and we take Jamaica out of the mix and it didn't matter, let's let's control for like paperwork. Where do you think you guys would live? Canada. (laughs) Why? Um, Healthcare. And mm-hmm. the fact that it is so um, diverse, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's where we would, we would go. Um, one of our friends, they were in Japan, they're from Rwanda, and they just moved to Canada. And she was like, oh, you guys should come here. It is so much better than Japan. <laughs> it's so different. And I really get what she means. Like, yeah. the fact that you can see people different kind of because you know here it's just japanese of course right? i mean because it's japan yeah <laughs> right so the fact that you can see uh, and it's close to home i think that's most important for me you can quickly go home and not not like these long flights like it's like four hours away yeah so yeah. i think we would move there <laughs> and yeah. i and i think what's interesting is that Japan probably could also give you, of course, that strong Caribbean community, as well mm-hmm. as that strong Southeast Asian. You probably could find a Japanese community, and you know what I mean. Bring, Give, right, given right the country, there. given the country. So, I, I, the, the other thing that made me chuckle was that, you know, woman, you grew up in the warm climate, but look at you, I, look at I'm you adjusting. <laughs> And where are we living? And where are you? 
Right. Like we talk about it all the time. We laugh about it all the time. Like what are we even doing here? Like it's cold and but let me tell you, we got heat we got a heater in every room and yeah. downstairs. Yeah. So so three three heaters upstairs because they don't have central heat in here. There's no centralization here. So we got a heater in every room. We have a heated blanket on every bed. And the heaters run right through the winter. So our bill is high, but we're warm. And that's the most important <laughs> thing. <laughs> like my kids, they were like, oh, I'm too hot. No, not us. <laughs> we, yeah, we're Caribbean people. You're Caribbean people. <laughs> right. Well, thank you so much for your time, Candy. As always, you crazy, but you funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. It's so good talking to you and catching up. And I, I totally appreciate. And so thank you for, for spending your time with us. All right. Yeah. Sorry. Only this time, like only me could talk because, you know, Marvin upstairs with the baby trying to keep them away because they will just be chatting. Want to chat to Miss Amanda. Who is Miss Amanda? I want to talk to Miss Amanda. She has a cousin. She's her mommy alive. <laughs> that's, that's the question they ask. So... The Global Chatter from the Black Expat is hosted by me, Amanda Bates. It is executive produced by Justin Williams. You can find all episodes of The Global Chatter on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen to your podcast. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.